who's someone that you look up to or who is someone that you admire because they, gave, they risked it all. They gave everything up for something that was bigger than themselves, a greater purpose, a greater mission, a greater idea. I don't know about you, but I am inspired by those kinds of stories. And if you've been with us over the last couple of weeks, you know that we're in the middle of our global outreach celebration that we do once a year, every October. And our theme throughout this celebration has been any place at any price. I like that theme because that theme speaks to those people who are willing to make a sacrifice and do anything to accomplish a mission. And I think all of us, at some level, are inspired by people who are willing to do that. So who is it for you? Who inspires you along those ways? For some of us, I think we get inspired uh, when we watch the Olympics. Just a couple of months ago, we watched the Olympic Games. And down there in Rio de Janeiro, you had thousands of athletes who gave up everything to go and be there. Most of them don't make much money. Most of them go into debt for that dream. They're the ones that are getting up at four in the morning to jump in the pool or get on the bike or go to the gym when the rest of us are sleeping. And they do it day after day, year after year. And when you watch the Olympics, the great inspiration of the Olympics is these people, these athletes who have no promise of fame and no promise of fortune being willing to give up everything so that they might be able to compete on the world stage. Maybe you're inspired by that. Or maybe for you, The person who sacrifices and inspires you is the artist, the musician, the painter, the writer. Not the one who's sold out and done stuff just for the mass audiences, but the one who knows their art and pursues it passionately. The one who does it for the love of the music, or the love of writing, or the love of sculpting. Not because people are going to buy it for tens of thousands of dollars and not because it's going to be plastered everywhere on posters, but just for the love of it. They're willing to give up everything and and live with less and spend the time that it takes to do that work. Maybe that's the kind of person that inspires you. Or maybe you're inspired by the business person, the dreamer, the entrepreneur who's willing to give up everything in order to go after what it is that they believe in. Maybe you're inspired by the story of Jeff Bezos, who's the CEO of Amazon, and you think about him starting that company in his garage, selling books on the internet, which no one had heard of, and packaging those books himself and driving them to the post office, all the while dreaming of a day that his company would literally take over our lives. Maybe that's the kind of story that inspires you. Maybe you think about, you think about Steve Jobs and, and Steve Wozniak, and you think about them in a garage building the first Macintosh Apple computer, and that sort of story inspires you. People willing to give up money, give up other prospects, give up other jobs to go after the dream and go after the mission that's bigger than themselves. You know, I think all of us, all of us are inspired by stories like this. There's something inside of us that likes those kind of stories. But I would suggest to you that there are stories that are even more inspirational than these. They're inspirational on a deeper level. And we like these stories as well. They're the people who are willing to sacrifice and risk everything for a mission or a purpose 
that doesn't end up benefiting them, but ends up benefiting others. So not just that they would sacrifice and risk everything so that one day they could be a billionaire, or one day they could win a prize, but they risk everything and sacrifice everything so that other people benefit. And those stories are inspirational to us on another level. People like Nelson Mandela. People like Rosa Parks. Those people are inspirational to us on a whole nother level. And I think all of us like those kinds of stories. And if you look at our, our purpose, our, our slogan for this global outreach celebration, the full slogan is this, any place at any price so that all can hear. Any place at any price so that all can hear. I think that there's something that inspires us, something that we admire about the people who are willing to risk something, not just so that they can gain something, but so that others can gain something as well. And for us, we're inspired by those kind of stories. And I don't know who it is for you, but I think that I think this myself, and maybe you think this as well. You think, I would love to be a part of a story like that. I would love to be a part of something like that. I would love to be a part of something bigger than myself. But then you think to yourself, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not the kind of person who risks everything. I'm not the kind of person who sacrifices everything. And as much as I would love to be a part of something bigger than myself, as much as I would love to be a part of that story, it's just not me. And this morning in our time together, I want to suggest to you that as followers of Jesus Christ, we do have that opportunity. What if you could be part of a mission that's bigger than yourself? What if you could be part of something that goes beyond anything you could accomplish on your own? What if you could be a part of something where people are risking everything they have and sacrificing everything that they are so that they might benefit other people? What if you and I could be a part of that together. And I want to suggest to you this morning that we can be a part of that together. Which brings me, finally, to the reason we have Christmas decorations on the stage this morning. The reason we sang joy to the world for the five of you that were here at the beginning of service. The reason we have those decorations on the stage and the reason we started off our service that way is because we thought about this slogan, any place at any price so that all can hear. And as we thought about that slogan, we asked ourselves, where in the Bible, where in the Bible do we see this most clearly? Where in the Bible is it most clear? Where is the big story in the Bible of someone who's willing to give up everything to go to a place and to benefit other people. And we kicked around a lot of stories that are in the Bible. But finally it dawned on us that there is one story that more than any other story in the Bible incorporates this phrase, any place at any price so that all can hear. The Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians, he wrote a letter to a church in a city called Philippi. 
In chapter 2 of that letter, verse 5 through 8, this is what Paul says to those believers. He says these words. He says, your minds, have this in mind among yourselves. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. You know, as we thought about this phrase, any place at any price so that all can hear, there were a number of stories in the Bible that came to mind. But at the end of our discussion, it became clear to us that the one story that incorporates this phrase more than any other in Scripture is the story of Christmas. It is the place where one person sacrificed everything and went to a place that was much different than where they were for the sole purpose that others might know and understand and hear about the love of God. You think about what Jesus did, Paul writes about in these verses. Jesus didn't go from a developed nation to a developing nation. He didn't go from a developed country to an under-resourced country. Jesus went from perfection, from heaven, from being with his Father. And he gave all of that up, all the home and all the comfort of where he was, Paul says. He gave up perfection to come down to this earth and embrace imperfection, to take human form, to go from being in an eternal form to being in a temporal form. And everything that goes with that, being tired, struggling with a cold, being frustrated, trying to deal with other people, the imperfections of this world and the sin of this world, Jesus left what was perfection to come to this earth. In fact, this is the way that Paul says it. And, and it, it's not a, a very good thing for us. Paul says Jesus loved the perfection of heaven and made himself nothing for us. Paul says he became like us, which is the equivalent of becoming like nothing compared to what he was. And so Jesus gives all of that up, and not just does he give up home and comfort, but he eventually gives up his life, all for the purpose that you and I might know that God's love is real, and that salvation is available to us through Jesus Christ. The story of Jesus Christ coming to this earth is a story of missions. It's a story of global outreach. Jesus knew his mission, and that was so that you and I might understand that we can have a relationship with God, not only in the here and now, but also for eternity. And if anyone encompasses the slogan, any place, at any price, so that all can hear, it is Jesus Christ. Now, here's what Paul says to you and me. Here's what Paul said to the church in Philippi, and here's what he says to you and me. He said, this thing that Jesus did, 
That's how you should be thinking about the way that you live your life. He says, have this in mind. Maybe your Bible translates it this way. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. The way you think about your life, Paul says, the attitude that you have as you live your life should look this way. You should be willing to take everything that you have and risk it all and give it up so that others might be able to hear. That is what Paul calls the church in Philippi to. That is what Paul calls us to. And listen, this is the reason. This is the reason why we are so passionate at Mount Hope about local and global outreach. This is what Jesus modeled for us. This is what the disciples modeled for us. And this is what God calls us to do. Listen, I'm under no illusion that global outreach celebration weeks are everyone's favorite weeks of the year, okay? I know they're not. For many people, this is not, this is not the happiest Sundays of the year. And I understand that. I get that. People will come up to us as pastors and they'll say, I wish we did more of this, or I wish we talked more about this. And I'm, and I'm very happy that people, people do that. Sometimes we need that. But very rarely does anyone come up to me, in fact, this has never happened, and say, uh, you, know, you know how we only do global outreach once a year? I think we should do it like once a month or once a quarter. We should do this all the time. That doesn't really happen because I get it. It's not everybody's favorite weeks. We're not getting a lesson this morning necessarily that we're going to take home and, and on, on Monday we're going to put it into practice in the office. I understand it. But we will always unapologetically here at Mount Hope celebrate local and global outreach and partner with those who are doing this because this is the mission of the church. This is the mission of our lives. That we would go and that we would share the gospel and that we would be willing to do whatever it takes and risk whatever it takes to go and spread this message. That we would be part of the people who would be willing to say any place at any price so that all can hear. And I think we do this pretty well as a church. I think we do this pretty well, but I'm also going to challenge you this morning to think about what it might else we might be able to to do. Now listen, if you've been with us over the years and you know this week, every, this Faith Promise Sunday week that we do, you know what I'm about to do is give you a bunch of statistics about uh, giving at Mount Hope for missions and all those sorts of things. And I know that that's not necessarily the funnest thing to listen to. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you a deal. If you let me give all these statistics, okay, I'm going to pass around this giant basket of candy and it very appropriately has candy canes and other things, all right? I'm going to pass around this bag of candy, basket of candy, and you can take one, okay? You can take one and then just keep passing it through the rows, and, uh, and you let me do these statistics, and you pay attention, okay? Here we go. Here's what I want us to understand about uh, global outreach at Mount Hope. This morning, I'm going to ask you to give faith promises. I'm going to ask you to give faith promises and consider giving faith promises. What's a faith promise? It's different than a pledge, okay? Pledges are you're promising to pay something month to month, and then if you don't make your pledge, someone's going to call you on the phone and say, hey, why did you stop making your pledge? Faith promise is different. You're going to say this morning, if you feel called to, God is asking me 
to give this amount of money weekly or monthly to support global outreach at Mount Hope. As long as God provides, I will do that. It's a faith promise. It's not necessarily a pledge. Over the past few years, it's been growing at Mount Hope. How many people are giving pledges? And I want to just give you a picture of how that's looked at Mount Hope over the last few years. So we're going to go back 10 years. Here's the deal. Number of faith promises made at Mount Hope. In 2007, we did our global outreach celebration. And in 2007, we had 46 pledges given. Faith promises made, not pledges. In 2012, we had 91 made. And in 2016, for this year, we had 95 faith promises made, which is great. Here, Bill, let me help you with that. Thank you. Here you go. Take another one. I know, just take another one. Just pass it down. Thank you. Just take another one. The amount that each adult is giving, the amount that adults are giving, just keep, it's okay, just pass it down. You guys can all have two in the front rows. You guys can all have two, okay? Just keep passing it down. The amount of giving per adult at Mount Hope. Okay, in 2007, adults gave $366 on average a year to Global Outreach at Mount Hope, which is fantastic. This year, each adult attending Mount Hope, and this is amazing to me, is on average giving $601 this year to Global Outreach, which is fantastic. Listen, that's fantastic because I know the reality of the situation. Not all of us can do that. Not all of us are called to do that. But yet this is what's happening at Mount Hope. Our total giving. In 2007, in 2007, we gave $89,000 in total to global outreach. Okay? And 44000 of that went directly to our global outreach partners. So also included in this number are any special offerings we take. If there's a, if there, oh, Ron, Ron, I got that. Thank you. Just keep going down this way. Thank you. It's also any special offerings that we take. If there's a natural disaster or something like that, um, we take those offerings. If we hold a short-term missions trip, all of that money goes into that $89,000 as well. No, if you could just give it to a Lend bill, I'd appreciate that. You guys, go ahead and take another one. Thank you. In 2016, this year, 2016, we gave $144,000 to missions, to global outreach as a church, Burlington and Belmont. Of that, $102,000 went to our global outreach partners, which is fantastic. Now, here's what we feel compelled to do at Mount Hope. I want to talk to you just for a minute about our strategy, okay? There are some countries in this world, and we just heard it talked about, where many people know about Jesus. They may not believe, but they know about it, and they have access to him. And then there are those places in the world where, as Hillary shared about just a minute ago, people don't even know. They have almost zero access. Those are called unreached people groups. This is how the global church divides up their missions dollars, okay, Um, for unreached people groups, formative countries where the gospel is small but growing, and then reached people groups. This is how it looks. The global church allocates 4%. 4% of their dollars towards unreached people groups, like where Hillary is going, where 99.8% of the population is a different religion and most people don't even know a Christian. You keep passing. 16% of, glo- of missions dollars go to the formative countries, where 
where um, the gospel is present, the church is present, but it's small and it's still growing. And then 80% of the dollars given to missions in the global church go to countries where the gospel is already established. Let me tell you what we do. Let me tell you what we do. I'll take it for a minute. We have something good, and we just keep giving it to the same people over and over again. And meanwhile, there's these people who are close, but don't ever receive it because the resources aren't there to give it to them. And then there's unreached people, like people way up in the balcony who don't even have a shot ever, (laughs) don't even have a shot of getting this good thing, right? And this is the way we often treat our missions dollars. We just take the same resources and we give them over and over again to the same people. And indeed, the, the, the church or the countries where the gospel is present still need missions dollars. There's still work to be done. America is one of those countries. We know there's still work to be done in our own country. But we feel called and compelled at Mount Hope to do this a little bit differently. So here's our goal at Mount Hope when you give to Global Outreach. Our target is to take 45 cents of every dollar and give it to people going to unreached people group. That's why often when you hear our global outreach partners come and share from the stage, they're going to places like East Africa. They're going to places like last week to North Vietnam. Because we feel burdened that we will use our resources wisely to help those who haven't heard. That we would go any place at any price so that all may hear. And then we take 35 cents of every dollar and we give it to those nations where the gospel is present, but it's small. The church is present and it's small. And then 20% of those dollars go to established countries like the U.S., where obviously there is still work to be done. So are we hitting our goal? Are we hitting our goal? The answer is yes, which is great. In 2007, we were at 23% for unreached people group, 42% for formative and 35% for established. And this last year, we gave 50% of our money went to unreached people groups, 29% to formative nations, and 21% to established nations. So we are very close to our goal. Any place, at any price, so that all can hear. This is the mindset that Paul calls the church and Philippi to have. It's the mindset that God calls us to have. It was modeled by Jesus Christ, who gave up everything and made himself nothing and even gave up his life so that I might know that God loves me and and offers me a plan of salvation and so that you might know that God loves you and offers a plan of salvation. And it is now our mission and it is our duty to do whatever we can to go and to tell others that God loves them. And that true meaning and true purpose, true satisfaction, and true salvation comes only through Jesus Christ. (laughs) Our global outreach partners have this mindset. They're living out the call to reach any place at any price. They're people like Jenny Falcon, who after college 
from 22 to 32, has spent the last 10 years of her life building up an orphanage in Swaziland to take care of orphans who are orphaned as a result of the AIDS pandemic in Swaziland. They're Larry and Nana Johnson, who came from Ghana to the United States and then were called back to their home country to be missionaries. In fact, this year, they just opened up a brand new school, or this month, they just opened a brand new school in that place. They're Jason and Holly, who are on staff at Freedom Hill Church in Malden, and they left because God called them to go to a place where they would be uncomfortable, and they live in a Haifa, Israel, and they reach out and love the people there. They're people like the Butera family who left their role as pastors in Rhode Island in a very comfortable place to go and to love the people of Indonesia. It's Jason and Sarah Morris who took their four kids, you heard from Jason last week if you were here, and are living in northern Vietnam reaching out to the people there with the love of Christ. It's Chris and Cindy Stuckey who closed down a very successful chiropractic business in Peabody, Massachusetts a couple of years ago to go and to live a among the people of the Comoros Islands in Africa, and now this year going back to Zanzibar, Africa, to love and serve those people. Those are our partners, and there's many more. Our partners are people sitting in this room right now. It's Jean and Lynn Breitenbach and Thomas Vanderland who are doing great work among the college students down in Boston. It's Hillary Dyer, who you heard from a couple of minutes ago, who is willing to go and love the people of East Africa. And I want us to understand this. These are not people who had no other prospects in life, okay? These are not people that had nothing else going on. And so they said, well, nothing else is working, so maybe I'll go and do missions. These are people who have other opportunities and could be doing something else. But God has called them to this place, and they believe that this is true, that it's worth going to any place at any price because people need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ. And this story, this sacrifice, this mission is something that all of us are called, if we're followers of Jesus Christ, to try and somehow be a part. We do it by sharing with our neighbor. We do it by sharing with our coworker. We do it by sharing with our family. But we also do it by supporting those who God has called to go and make this their life's So we're asking you this morning if you'd consider being a part of this. I'm going to invite our worship team to come back up to the front this morning. We're asking you if you would consider if God would have you support our global outreach partners. Listen, if you're visiting with us this morning, or you don't call Mount Hope your home church, I can understand that it would be awkward to show up on a Sunday a Sunday when we're receiving faith promises, a Sunday when we're talking about giving money. And i got to be honest, I didn't want to get into the ministry or be a pastor to ask people if they would give. That's not the funnest part of the job. It's not the funnest part of the role. But we'll always be unapologetic about it to this end. We're called to go any place at any price so that all can hear. We're called to sacrifice for the sake of the gospel. And so I'm not, calling, I'm not asking us to do this as a church because this is some big initiative. And I'm not asking us to do it so that we can hit some arbitrary goal that we've set up. This is about our growth as disciples of Jesus Christ. 
And are we willing to help and to give and support those who are doing the work that God has called them to do? If you are visiting with us or this isn't your home church, you know, I'm going to ask everyone in just a minute to grab that faith promise card and to take a moment to pray about it and consider what God might have you do. And then when you've considered that, if you fill it out, there's a bucket here and a bucket over here. And I'm just going to ask you if you would come to the front while we sing a final song and just drop that faith promise card in the bucket. Very practically, it really helps us to have these cards. It helps us to go to the people we support and let them know at what level we can support them in the coming year. And so it's really helpful to us to that end. So maybe you'll take the next few minutes. I'm asking you to take the next few minutes and to look at that card and to consider what it is that God might have for you to do. And as our worship team plays, once you've filled that card out, just come and place it in one of these buckets. And after you do, if you haven't already, feel free to grab a piece of candy. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you this morning that you were willing to sacrifice everything for us so that we might know your love for us, so that we might know how much you care for us, so that we might know that there is salvation available to us through Jesus Christ. You gave up everything and embraced the mission of any place at any price so that we could hear and sent your son to this earth as a baby. That we might know your love for us and that we might be able to receive your salvation. So God, this morning, I pray that we would be willing to listen to your Holy Spirit and to consider if you are calling us to do the same thing. God, I pray that we would be the kind of people who wouldn't just be inspired by other people being willing to sacrifice things for a greater cause, but we would be the kind of people who would go and do it, that we would risk things for the sake of Christ, that we would sacrifice things for the sake of the gospel, that we would trust you that you're in charge and that you're in control so that all might hear. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.